For most dramas, my first impression will be over the first to second episode. If it's a drama that's a little on the iffy side, I have decided to give it two episodes minimum before I weigh in because the difference between Bed Friend episode one and episode two was like night and day for me. So I think it'll be uh, a nice experiment to see how that goes. When it comes to this C-drama, which is the focus of this episode, this watch through is episodes one through 10. And if you know C-dramas like I know C-dramas, you know that 10 is only tipping B iceberg because C-dramas tend to have a lot of episodes. So I'm only a third of the way through this story and it actually was the perfect point in which to stop and give you guys the goods. So Ijun directed this drama. He's a 51-year-old male and I know I'm giving specs, right? But I'm giving specs because I think that who the director is or, you know, that scant information that you will see on the uh, cast credits of a drama say a lot. I'll just put it there. And it can also be helpful to you, the listener, because some people like to follow certain writers and certain directors and the work that they attach themselves to tend to have a pattern and I am enjoying this drama thus far and so far if I see Yi Jun on something I am probably going to be more likely to watch it uh I will say this I know y'all keep hearing me say Yi Jun I say everything with a Korean accent but um (laughs) next we have our female lead who is Lu An Ran she is a very well-known Chinese actress, Jing Fei. And you, I probably don't even have to tell you the things that she's played in if you follow C dramas. But as it relates to her character in this show, up through episode about 10, she is the eldest daughter um, in her family. Uh, she has a, I, can I say stepsister? No. Cause that's not even related. Okay. She's got a half sister and I'm not sure if the brother is from her mother and father. However, her family is, let's just say a local big deal, you know, not like a celebrity, but whatever town you live in the, the big shot family in that town, they're sort of like that. Except, uh, Luan Ran is, You know, she's definitely down to earth. She has zero pomp. You know, she she gets her hands dirty when the villagers have issues with the crops. She gets out there in the mud and she gets down to her knees in it and she solves the problem. They revere her so much that they call on her when they have a person who's out in the field pulling stuff up and quote unquote ruining crops. Even though they were mistaken, Luan Ryan is the type of woman who is going to come and get just as dirty as anyone else is because she is really about just uprightness. And that's something that makes her very watchable, not just because she's upright, but you can't do anything but respect her hustle. So her family 
they have a let's just say a shipping business as in they have boats and she is very astute and very studious and you know her being the eldest but being a female you know at that time it's more of a, in a historical light this drama and you know girls have a hard time in Asia baby if you're not that you know they just struggle and I see Luan Ran as being the son her the, the eldest son her father never had yes she has a brother but again he's a little bit of a side he he's not little bit but he's kind of like a peripheral person like the dad doesn't seem to really lean on him for much you know Luan Ran is definitely you know if if she was a guy that's the only thing that could make her better is if she was a boy you know um for her family so she understands the ins and outs of the boats and how to construct them what those vessels should be carrying what should be coming back the import exporting business as it were of her family because they have a shipping company they also uh are let's just say profitable because where they are located they are let's just say running a port but I keep saying let's just say because this family is extremely down to earth. I mean, you can tell that they are a big deal in their area, but they don't hold any of that that evil cruelty that can be present in a lot of royal situations, as it were. So, you know, her family is is parts of her family are very stand up. Their local prestige um is something that is attractive, obviously, to those who want to take advantage of that. Um, pivoting back to Lu and Ren, she ends up falling for a guy who looks like he's a bit of a guard. Um, his name is Musa. And Musa is um, in her town, uh, traveling as like an undercover agent, as it were. Um, but actually, he's... Uh, the emperor or the king now at the point when they fall in love he's not the emperor or the king yet but different circumstances put him directly on that throne so i'm just going to short shortcut it and say that he was the emperor so next we have zai zi lu his real name and in the show his name is mu chuan so Mu Chan, he is the second male lead, let's just say. He's the unofficial male lead, but the second male lead because the way they set up this first third of the drama is that he's very much so um he's not introduced right away. You know, when he is introduced, you understand exactly what position he's going to play. But for but for right now, he kind of has to look like a second male lead because he kind of is. But he is the ninth brother to the to Muzu, who becomes the uh, the eventual emperor. Muzhan is very similar to uh, Lu Anran because he has integrity and he is a very grounded person. And similar to Lu Anran and opposite to Lu Anran, he falls in love with her at first sight. So the last character that I'm focused on at this point is Muzu. Muzu is played by Jing Zhao and he is the 
male lead, but the unofficial second male lead. This may sound confusing, but if you watch the show with me and you can, all you have to do is, you know, watch it up to episode 10 because I think I'm only like maybe on episode 11 or so. So it's easy for you to be able to catch up. The episodes aren't terribly long, but the way they set this up, you can tell that by the time we get to the 20s or so, you know, uh, Buzu is not going to be the male lead because of the way that they're positioning things. But right now, Muzu is shrewd. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Tallish, you know, because on these dramas, you know, folks are so short. You don't know if they're actually tall or just that other person is so short that they look real tall. But I'm going to give him, I'm going to give it to him and say he is tall, dark, and handsome. He falls in love with Luan Ran. Um, and he reveals his true identity to her eventually. Once he gets back home, he, to the palace, he uh, sends for her so that she can marry him because as soon as he gets there, his father falls ill and he becomes the new emperor. And when the emperor calls on you, as you probably already know, you don't have no damn choice. It's not like you can not do it or something and it happens that she is madly in love with him too so that works out and they fall in love and they live a happy-ish life until tragedy after tragedy befall the royal family so all these gangster things start happening around the palace and unfortunately one of those things you know comes in the form of the damn concubines that's something i don't like about of these love stories and i'm glad that uh, mutran which is the ninth brother i'm glad that he's being positioned to be with luan ron because you know i just hate that whole concubine thing don't you like baby you cannot love me if you running off to the next one making babies and i don't care about your your damn throne you know what i'm saying like we girls nowadays we just could not make it back there because you're not going to be able to do me like that so Musa's one of his concubines, like not even like one of the struggle ones, but the one that's like, if Luan Ron died today, she would be queen next. That one. It's always that one. The one that gets on your damn nerves. The one you hate the most is the one that causes you the problem. And um, her son, Luan Ron's son's son dies at the hand of her this concubine who is also pregnant but as you know concubines are always in a cutthroat competition for the king's attention and the only way they can possibly get it is to be pregnant and preferably with that heir so if you, if you have the heir it doesn't matter if you queen you're still queen because you're the mother of the next king so this happens in Luan Ron. She, when she gets into the palace, she never changes her ways. She continues to be upright and she continues to uh, just be a woman of just honor, in my opinion. And, you know, she's devastated when her son dies and she's trying to understand, okay, Mazu, I know you are the emperor, but 
what the hell? Why are you not upset? And she's saying these things to him and it causes a rift between them where, you know, she's upset with him and she's demonstrative about it. You know, she she goes away and separates herself from Muzu because she can't believe that not only are you not upset about my child dying, our child, your child dying, but it looks like you knew who did it and you still a, you're not mad, and B, you're not gonna do nothing about it. So when Luan Ron finds out that the concubine that she can't stand has her hand in the child's death, Luan Ron goes after her and tries to get her. You know, she does exactly what you and I would do: goes for her throat, literally. So it's revealed through the most heartbreaking scenes in this drama that you know Muzu. For all of his um, charm, he's extremely charming. And I didn't really not believe it until I saw that he had zero emotion when the child died. And when he did die and he confronted the lady, the concubine, he didn't really punish her. She was able to come back with a quip about how she was going to position him politically to be able to, you know, have it all. And the only reason that he spared her was because of that position that she was able to give him politically because of some intel she had. And I just thought, mother, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn if you have all the lottery numbers. My child is gone and you killed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Muzu, he lost like 98% of his points then, but it wasn't until Luan Ron's family was stalked out, actually hunted by Muzu's own men and killed one by one. It turns out that Mizzou had her dad killed because if the dad's dead and I'm married to his daughter, guess what I own now? Um, Luan Ron's mother was being poisoned by her half-sister's mother. You know, Luan Ron's dad had a concubine too. You know, the fucking concubines, I'm telling y'all that... That really pisses me off in a drama. But, you know, I'm not I'm not even giving this as a ding on the drama. It's just like, you know, my my problem or something. But so the mom died before she even left to marry Mizzou. She actually died the day that Luan Ron was set to leave to go to the palace to get married. And Luan Ron did not want to leave. But refusing the emperor's uh, edict would have meant danger any damn way so she had to go like she couldn't not go but she left she got married the day her mom died you know so the mom had been plotted and schemed against the half sister somehow wormed her way up in the palace and was revealed as being the ultimate of ultimate bitches that was messing up stuff for Luan Ron's life and after her whole family had been killed her her brother um he was a younger guy and he just had ants in his pants. He really couldn't sit down, uh, but he wanted to go out and he wanted to fight. He he wanted to be out there. And despite Luan Ron's, you know, cautions and, and, and pleadings don't go, he went and would have been fine if Mizzou wouldn't have intentionally allowed him to die. You know, one of those King David letting your husband go right on the front line type of things. So Luan Ron is just, you know, she's handed blow after blow after blow. 
Mutran, he is so upright and so uh, he's got so much integrity that, you know, it stands in the way of Muzu's shenanigans. He can't be evil in peace when you got an angel staring you in your face, trying to be righteous across the land. And when he finds out that Mutran's in the way of it, all of the schemes that he can have to become the ultimate of ultimate rulers. It's like, man, you already the emperor, but Mizzou, he wanted every, he wanted it. He wanted it all. He wanted to conquer, literally wanted to conquer the world. And when, when Mizzou, when his usefulness had worn itself thin, he locked him in a room, basically imprisoned him, locked him up and sent a tray with about a shot's worth of poison for him to drink. And so Mutran, he had to drink this poison. And Luan Ran, she had met Muchan and they had had a bit of a, let's just say, a, it wasn't like she was secretly in love with him all along. She wasn't checking for him at all, but he always had a glimmer in his eye and we could always see it in him. But, you know, she always kind of, you know, he was just, he was just a guy that was always easy to talk to. And, you know, that guy, she didn't appreciate him getting killed because by the time she started to come into full focus on who Musa was, by then her whole family had been slaughtered. Her son had been killed by one of his concubines. He had killed his own brother. And Luan Ron, being at the end of her rope, set the whole palace on fire. Whatever room she was in, it burned up. You know, Mutran, it, and it, you know, burned everything and it cited destroyed things. It sent her to her ultimate end. And if it sounds like I'm ruining the plot, I'm not. Because just when the fire is about to consume Luan Ran, she wakes up from the worst dream of her life. I have to give it to this director and writer and everybody who worked on this drama because had they done that convenient as it was all a dream plot any later in this drama, it would not have worked. So kudos to them. And I am so slow that it did not dawn on me because at a certain point, like episode what eight or something like that, <laughs> I'm like, damn, is everybody on this show going to die? Like, literally, have you ever been watching the show? And it's like, what the hell? They going to kill people. They going to kill everybody. Usually when you're watching a, a LaCorn, they, they like killing everybody on that. But this one, I was like, okay, everybody's dying. And I was just so slow when she finally woke up. She was like, in her father's boat it wasn't sailing but she was just in one sitting alongside two friends oh her her lady's maid let's just call her that because i don't know you know her little servant you know the girl that just follow you everywhere she had been killed and that was really sad because she was just a little innocent little thing but all these people had died and it was just like damn everybody's gonna die so she it's almost like you know how you're laying down on your desk when you're in school and you just wake up okay except her arm is on the side of a boat and she kind of pulls her head up and her face is like black not black but it's got charring on it because some kind of a explosive went off close to them and everybody was like whoa you know and it was just like that explosion boom wake up except it wasn't just like Oh, I had a dream and glad that's not true. It wasn't that. It was like one of those weird things where it gives her for it was like almost like a psychic foresighting. It was almost like a vision. 
a vision that lasted several years. <laughs> so she had like a 10 year vision. Nah, she had a vision that lasted for a long time, enough for her to get married, have a child, palace to go, you know, down in flames. That kind of that length, however long it takes for your damn life to be burned up literally that's how long that vision was and now it it i found that wow it's like we got a fresh new plot all of a sudden and i enjoyed that um this drama is 30 episodes long so to have a new uh plot i guess you can say sort of is interesting simply because it broke my heart that Muzu was Muza wasn't the guy that I thought he was. He's attractive, but you could tell there was something dark about him. He always had on dark clothing. His skin tone is dark, which I'm gonna say I like. I wish they would uh, allow uh, these actors to embrace their natural hue. If it's super white, fine, I'm cool with that. I don't give a damn what your skin tone look like. But I have to say. When these guys have that darker complexion, they are extremely attractive. I think that's very attractive. And I just hope that more of them will embrace it. I'm talking about Muzu. I'm talking about, you know, um, Earth. I'm talking about Apo. That is really, that coloring, I don't even know what to call it. Because it's not really, I don't know what to call it. But yes, I am here for all of that. Aren't you? And it looks good on him. So if you don't watch the drama, just pull up the, uh, I will say pull up the episode and just watch it until you see Muzu. Because if you look at the poster, you know, that might be whitewashed out where you don't see how dark he is. But he's very dark and very handsome. But it scored me that he ended up being a bad guy because although it, I knew something jank was going on with him, I couldn't put my finger on it. And so I continued to ride for him and Luan Ron. But Luan Ron now knows exactly what's going to happen and when. So now this is a very interesting trajectory because now, since we know Mu Zhu is a piece of shite, Mu Chan, who is extremely cute, and I thought to myself, man, how the hell, you know, we all know how these dramas work, and you got the second male lead and the first male lead, and then all of the posters. Mutuan's the one on the poster and I'm like so damn she got to cheat on the emperor but even though you know I really didn't want her to have to go that route if they would have went that route because he had all these damn concubines he was impregnating all over the palace I would have been okay with her being like Mutuan this is what we are going you know because he loves her but anyway now we have a wonderful way for Mutuan to end up with Luan Ron which is who I want her with who you're gonna want her with when you watch this because everything about their union even before all the tragedy they had a very like a destined red string type of connection so I love it and I love the fact that she's going to be able to be one over by him and Muzu won't be her husband hopefully um because it seems like Luan Ron seems like she might be trying to, you know, it seems like she may be let down. 
soon because she's thwarting a lot of the different things that happened, including she ain't giving Muzu the time of day. He's trying to be slick every time he wants to get up on her and get all up in her head and stuff. He's like, damn, what the hell? You know, why isn't she responding in his little right-hand man is like this that and the third but unfortunately um again Luan Ron she has foresight nobody else knows that she has it so like she's the only one that has it nobody else has it as of right now because you know this is a c-drama they might act like they may try to make it where everybody had it at some point when the plot starts thinning out but right now Luan Ron's the only one who has it and as such you know, Mazu and his right hand man, they have to plot and scheme to try to get into her heart because before he leaves town, he needs to get in her head so that they can get married. And which I don't understand why, because all he has to do is go back home and scheme to kill his dad again, because that's what he did the first time. The king didn't fall ill. He fell ill on purpose because somebody killed him. And then Mazu got in that place. So I don't really understand why Mazu's so hell bent on you know gaining uh Lu Ron's love when he can just go home kill his dad become the emperor sin for her and she has to come because it's an edict from the emperor but we're gonna pretend like that isn't a thing um his right hand man he ends up you know I guess he's thinking that the delicacy of a woman we're not gonna want to refuse a child so he puts a child on a mission for him to come and seek her help and need her help and her heart is just she opens her heart completely up to this little boy because he's about the same age as her son was when he died but the right hand man does not know this yet just through a serendipitous you know chance it did work it looks like it's going to work for Mizzou to slither into her heart and um I accidentally read a damn comment that said that she may be trying to fix Muzu. And I hope she isn't because, like, I don't want her to have to do Mutran. And I feel like if they wake her up from another dream, that plot device might get a little old. I don't know. We ju we'll just see. Because it's like, okay, how convenient. Every time you get in a jam, you wake up. But why are you not waking up when you're not in a jam? And maybe that's what they're trying to say your destiny will keep you going in that same trajectory but when you get off that path you'll have to keep going so or keep starting over so the first third of this drama i found very interesting it pulled me in and i binged it um it's losing a little steam for me simply because when you already know what's going to happen and you kind of see things being thwarted that is satisfying but it's not as satisfying to see Muzu um, accomplishing his goal because Luan Ron in episode 11, I think I'm on now, I heard her say something to the effect of the only way that I can make sure that I thwart his next move is to get into the palace. So it, it seems like she's trying to go back in the palace as one of Muzu's women. And I don't like that as the queen because I don't like that because how she going to get with Mutran without, you know, um, cheating uh Musa dying or you know which I would be okay with actually either one of those because if the king has concubines I'm not sure how that does not fall in the same category as you know whatever but so um what do you think do you think that I'm gonna ask you to I'm gonna ask you a question 
This podcast can be found on Spotify for Podcasters. And Spotify for Podcasters, I am able to ask you a question and you are able to answer that question. And my question is twofold today. And don't don't worry, your answer will not be shared with anyone else unless you give me permission to pin it for other listeners to be able to see your response. So my question is twofold. Number one. Do you think Luan Ryan's gonna go back in the pa- into the palace in order to continue to control the trajectory of what ha- ultimately happens with her family? Her family's still alive and well. Everybody is still where they need to be. Everybody's still alive. Do you think Luan Ryan has to go back into the palace to continue to control Muzu? Number one and number two. Do you think they are going to try the whole? It was all a dream plot device again because if they do i'm not i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that that's a little too easy but let me know it's a two-part question it will be in the show notes or somewhere around this episode you're gonna find it in this episode and if you would be so kind to answer it that would be wonderful and i will talk to you in the next drama i can remember how it felt to watch my first ever drama which was a k-drama by the way i can also remember what it felt like to read a review from a person who had read my books it is in that spirit that i created i rock sarang i love to tell stories i love to recant stories i love to create stories today's first impression it's going to be on the C drama, Lost Track of Time. Thanks for listening. Now let's jump in.